Hey everyone, and welcome. That wasn't good. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> and welcome. Uh, hey guys, welcome back. Oh, hey. Oh, oh, hey. Welcome back. We are back. We're We're back. back. We're back. Wait, are we? Was that actually the start? That's it. No. (laughs) We're not going to fight anymore. I'm also just a girl. I hate to float. Standing in front of a boy. Such a great audience. Come on, y'all. Talk is up in here. It's, it's when cinephiles attack a weekly podcast maybe a month and a half every podcast <laughs> where four movie fans test the limits of their friendship i'm so happy to be back i'm rashawn and i'm here with mella josh and Lacey. that that took a minute but we did it we we <laughs> fuck we made it uh, before we get started, it's been a minute, so uh, if you haven't heard this before, or if it's been a while, go to any platform you're listening to us on, hit like, subscribe, follow, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Those five-star reviews mean the world. So do the one-star reviews, but we don't read those. Um, oh, I fucking do. Yeah, I know Josh does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for an episode or you want, uh, or, you know, you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. Thank you so much. It means the world. We're back. We're back, bitches. Did you miss us? Damn. What the fuck? Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, mommy. Is there about to be a beat drop? Yeah, it was like a club drop. Michonne, throw that club drop in there for me. Don't do that. Alexa, play Call Me Mother by RuPaul. <laughs> Guess who back in the house? Heels click clack and about. Fine, fresh, feminine style to 11. I'm divine, so heavenly. Gentlemen sweat, lips down, cross the board, no doubt. Body like, wow. It's been about a month and a half since we have seen, heard, listened to this show. But we are happy to be back. There is much to discuss, much to talk about. But the biggest question right up front is where have we been? Where have we been, Rashan? <laughs> About six months ago, I started writing a show that I made the choice to produce and write and direct because I am crazy and I wanted all the stress in the world. But having just gotten through that entire run, I can say that it was extremely worth it. Uh, I made my debut as a producer and all of those hats. And I was surrounded by seven incredible people for a play called The Morning Show. If you were in Los Angeles, if you follow us on Twitter, our personal accounts, or Instagram, you heard about it ad nauseum. We couldn't shut up about it because we were so incredibly proud of the work that we were doing. Uh, We got to still haven't shut up about it, still Mm -mm. won't shut up about it. Mm -mm. But um, we did something that uh, was so amazing, so rewarding and fulfilling and um, we're going to talk about it a little bit because I think uh, just like we talk about all these movies here, the only thing that we love more than movies and each other is making them, making movies, making plays, making art. 
um, telling stories. And we got the chance to do that this October. So, um, well, Rashawn, give us a, give everybody a little synopsis about what the morning show was about. And then we can jump in. Oh, buddy. Um, the morning show was a, what I, I guess what I put on the poster, it was a tragic comedy at the time of death. Uh, it focused in on three siblings, the Jones siblings, Essence, Elijah, and Emmett, who are dealing with the possibility of bringing their father back from the dead with the help of a mysterious new company called Good Grief. And as you can imagine, because it was set during Halloween and uh, we debuted in October, things did not go according to plan, unfortunately, for this family. Um, but it was funny. It's sad. It's uh, intense in, in a lot of moments, but it was uh, a great time. Sold that bitch out, too. <laughs> we did. It, um, it, I, it really puts things into perspective, honestly, because I know we come on here and we talk about movies or TV shows that we love and don't love, but I do want to highlight, even though we continue to do this show, how much of a labor of love every piece of art is, um, whether you like it or love it. If you came to see the show and it was the worst thing you'd ever seen, you engaged with it for two hours and that meant the world. So it, it just put everything into perspective, what we do here, what we talk about here, and what we celebrate are stories and the ability to tell them and produce them together, which is something that the four of us got to do with four other amazing people. Um, so I have talked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, hate talking, <laughs> which is why I have Whoops. a podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> it was quite the experience. Uh, I will not speak for anybody else, but that was the first time I have been on stage since the pandemic and I was scared I was scared I was excited during the pandemic to be honest I have had kind of a crisis of the soul as an artist and like really trying to figure out what that means to me what I want to do with my creative side Um, and I wasn't really sure that this opportunity or that theater would come back into the scope for me. Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure that that was a reality I wanted to chase after anymore. Um, And damn you, Rashawn, the bug that bit me, it was truly the best, I mean, six months rehearsal process and then the best two weeks of performances Theater is a is a real mind fuck because we're all expected to just like pour our heart and souls and bodies into these people, these characters, this story, and then you get two weeks and then it's it's over and you just mm-hmm. kind of have to you know move on to the next thing. And I think that's true with any with film with you know any form of art you've created it and now you kind of just have to let it live in the universe. So I'm in that like post-show blue uh, (laughs) emotional state right now, but Mm -hmm. also just overwhelmingly full of gratitude to everyone who came out and supported it, to our amazing cast, um, and especially to you, Rashawn, for giving us all the opportunity to 
play again. Mm-hmm. I'm very similar to Lacey, everything Lacey just said. It's, I have said this to you guys a lot, but it now that we're on the pod, it's been like over 10 years that I've been on stage, like since college, which is fucking crazy. <clears throat> so I was like, nervous and scared is a understatement. Um, it was also like, Rashawn, are you sure? I don't think I can act anymore. Like, I think, <laughs> I think it's gone. Like it left, like it's gone. And he's like, you're the lead bitch, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I, it was more of like a learning to not only like trust, Rash- not, of course I would trust Rashawn and I, I trust his work and we know that he's a fucking genius. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's just it. But I guess like trusting myself and being able to be like, okay, you can do this. You got this. And just being back in the space again and not wanting to let 10 more years go by because Mm -hmm. why? And also, yeah, I got that bug again. Like you said, Lace, it's just like, we've, I've been so fortunate to have the podcast as my creative outlet but it's theater is just such a different feeling. It's also like one of those things where a lot of people that came to see us weren't actually theater people, yeah. which was a fucking cool experience because most of the time, like we've all done shows, which is great too, where we've had the conversation after the show and we've been able to like discuss it and kind of go deeper with it. But like people that I work with who are just, you know, makeup artist or whoever, and they're just friends from, you know, the past or whatever, they are like seeing it in different ways that we didn't necessarily see it. And we're in the shit, you know, which was like a really cool experience to have like that post-show chat and them pick up different things from the show that it's not necessarily we didn't know was happening, but just the way that they saw the show, that was, that was a cool kind of like heartwarming feeling but yeah I would do it all again if you were like the theater said we can do it again for free I'll see you there (laughs) (laughs) I mean yeah there's not really anything else I can say that will top all that I mean that's what it's it's none of us got paid to do it we all lost money especially you doing it and I think we'd all do it again in a heartbeat 100% and then that's that's the key and I think I've done a lot of stuff out here that feels like work, whether or not you're getting paid anything or a lot. And there's stuff that doesn't feel like work that you're actively losing money on. And I think the real testament of whether or not as an artist, if you're enjoying what you do, you'd pick the latter every time. And obviously, everyone needs to make money. You need to make a living. But that's where some of the magic happens when it's just a a bunch of broke 30-year-olds just doing it for the love of the game and mm. for no other reason. And yeah. I think that's what it captured. It is the, up to now, it is the proudest thing I've ever done. So, WCA side, I'm, I'm so... say shit. We're right here. <laughs> <laughs> we were all there too. We were in both. I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I said thank you a million times over the past. We are like literally only four days out of, of having yeah. ended the show, so... I said thank you a million times, and I will continue to do so, but especially to the three of you. It was a journey. Man. I, I, I quit my job. Uh, someone hit my car 
Total that <laughs> oh motherfucker. God. Um, I also have to just reach out and say anyone who has contacted me and, and showed me kind of love or support, whether it was, you know, in person or through social media, that was just an overwhelming confirmation of, of how kind people can be and how uh, supportive and the amount of love that I'm surrounded by, especially by the three people on the screen right now. So I uh, am not going to get emotional because I've done that. <laughs> um, uh, but it, it did not go unnoticed, whether you just sent a, a, a small, quick DM on social media, texted, called, donated your time, your money, your, your compassion. I am so grateful. Thank you. I still do not have my car. <laughs> we are a month, a month and a half out, but... Um, it's okay. Everything happens for a reason, and uh, it was all a test, and we made it. We made it through the other side, so thank you all mm-hmm. so much. In the vein of that, things that happen outside of this show, this, the morning show, was also the debut of myself, like I said, as a producer and a company that I have started myself to produce work, whether it be When Cinephiles Attack, the morning show, short films or feature films, and more plays to come under the heading of Jaybird Productions. I am uh, a product of my mother and my father. My father is a Johnson. My mother is a bird. And they made me. So that uh, production company is a reflection of who I am and who I have become as a man and the stories that I want to tell. So look for more of that because that is what I will continue to do and be happy and fulfilled doing it. So, yeah. Um, that's me. But there's four talented motherfuckers on this mic. <laughs> right, Mella? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Aside from potting and acting, um, I'm a makeup artist. So I have been a makeup artist for eight years now. So that's, I, I work at Sephora, that's the nine to five, but um, I also freelance. So that's kind of like, if I could just freelance and act and do this, that would be like the perfect dream trilogy right there. I hate plugging myself. I hate doing this. But. She is incredible <laughs> if you're not following her makeup account. She does beauty and glamour makeup she also does crazy great halloween makeups that she features on her personal insta every year she's incredible thank you lace mm-hmm. you're and lacy no yes <laughs> i started a company with my mom five years ago when josh and i got married um it's called literary blooms um basically we take damaged or otherwise being thrown away books and we transform them into beautiful roses that's it that's uh I would love for that to be my full-time gig outside at like Mela said outside of uh, cut that out I don't want to I don't know what to do she's incredible <laughs> they are incredible Go, you works can, of art you can check literary blooms on Etsy on Amazon uh or their website they also have an Instagram they do custom orders and Josh's ass. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the real. The real. No, I'm not, the I'm real. not a multi-hyphenate like you guys. I, yes, I, you are. I mean, I've just been, I've been auditioning for things like 
can and can't say on on the mic, and I've gotten none of them. So, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm yeah, that's I'm, part of Brian. That was there you go. Brian. I didn't audition for that though. So what are you gonna do? We'll never have to. Yeah. So we are uh, human beings behind the mic, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we appreciate your support on WCA. We appreciate your support outside of it. Uh, most of all, we just appreciate you. So. Thank you for listening to this little catch-up. Thank you for not pausing after 15 minutes. <laughs> Let's get to the stuff that you're here for. <laughs> now, it's been a month and a half. Like we said, our last episode was American Psycho at the beginning of September. That was a great episode. That was a great film that we talked about. So in between that time, September 6th and now, what have we been watching? Now, we each have a movie that we really, really want to talk about, and we will get there. Um, But there is so much content out there, especially during Halloween. Things just drop, 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 drop on Hulu, Netflix, Shudder, Criterion, all over the place. Disney Plus. So before we get to our main, each of our main reviews, and before we start talking about a few other pieces of programming, we do want to just send out a blanket spoiler warning. There's a lot of stuff out there. So uh, we will do our best to give you a little plug. I'll go with my a, a quick fire round. Um, should we? You can take this out if you want. We have a, a couple recorded episodes in the can that will be coming out after this episode that were recorded back around the time of American Psycho. So you may hear some, especially in the TV sphere, you may hear some things that we finished now, but we hadn't finished back then fucking deal with it that's how it works um and we're back Uh, (laughs) if you've missed josh we're back speaking of i I think i mentioned that i would talk about this more when i finish but she hulk ended and it's easily my favorite disney marvel show um i haven't finished andor yet but that's also great so i don't want to say my favorite disney show period but she hulk is leaps and bounds my favorite marvel show whoa Um, it's the it's the it feels the most like a television show. Uh, the other ones could have justifiably been long movies. This one truly felt like a half-hour sitcom. It was a legal comedy. And Tatiana Maslany is perfection. She can do no wrong, and it is delightful to watch. I don't give a shit what anyone says. <laughs> also, oh, also... Um, Speaking of Marvel, speaking of Halloween, Werewolf by Night is now on Disney Plus as well. It's like a tight 50 minutes. Now I can jump in. <laughs> it's fucking rad. It's, it's so, so good. good. It's, it's better than it has any right to be. I don't have anything to say, but it's fucking great. And I was about 10 minutes and I was like, wait, what? What? And it's only one episode. It's only 50 minutes. That's it. Thank you. Feige, I, I apologize. he's baggy i like it a lot i think because it doesn't feel like a marvel property it's its own standalone thing obviously the ending leads more into a traditional marvel story but overall especially with it being october like it felt like an old universal horror monster movie and it was just I had no idea who would live. I had no idea who who would survive. Like, the stakes were very high. 
and it was exciting. It was so cool to look at and watch in all of the black and white with random red accents. Like, I loved every second of it. And I just want to shout out Harriet Sansom Harris is... I've loved her since Desperate Housewives. And she's just the bee's knees. She's great in this. She's having a blast. She's one of those actors that you can just tell she's just relishing every single word out of her mouth. And this role gives her the opportunity to just run with it. She's a blast. I mean, Gail Garcia is amazing as well. Everyone in it is great, but she stuck out like a rosy thumb to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing? No, No, I just don't want to say sore, you know? The man thing fucking ruled. I didn't know what that thing was, but I loved him by the end of the film. It was so cute. Yeah. The Bloodstone. There's a lot of cool stories that can happen with the Bloodstone family and their adjacent storylines that with like in regards to like monsters and Halloween and like Blade and all that stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff they can do if they stay on this path. Okay. So with it being in the vein of Halloween right around the corner. Um, we've been watching two really great things on Shudder. We've been watching Queer for Fear, the history of queer horror. And I can't remember the title for the life of me, but Shudder is doing a top 100 best moments in horror. Oh, yeah. Um, How is that? They're both so good. It is the perfect, easy, like, spooky time thing to have on TV while you're eating dinner. Yeah. Is the top 100 horror moments like just the clips of the moment or mm-hmm. do they talk about it? No, it, they talk about it. Yeah. It's giving VH1. You know, Ooh, like, I love the yes. 90s. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. It's it's interesting because they... Um, I it's, It is October and even in September I had started. So I'll just rapid fire a few things that I saw. Pearl. Holy mm. shit. I know there's uh, there's X, of course, that came out earlier this year. Pearl is the prequel. And then we have Maxine coming out in 2023, uh, which is will be a sequel to X, while Pearl is a prequel. Speak No Evil is also a Shudder exclusive. I can't recommend this because it just, like, <laughs> pissed me off. Like, it's just devastating. I can't recommend it. And I just, I was so angry when it finished. It's just bleak as fuck. Um, so if that's your thing, I you liked press Bleak. play. I liked Bleak, but holy shit. <laughs> like, holy shit. The final, if you've seen it, the final 15 minutes are just like, I didn't need to watch that. I didn't need to watch that. And now I'm not okay for the rest of the day. There was a Hellraiser remake on Hulu. Glad I watched it. That's all I'll <laughs> say. And Smile. Mm. Which I think didn't was not done justice by its trailers because it's a very 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 good movie with very good jump scares it's wall-to-wall jump scares and i know for some people that might turn you off but when it's done well and when it's executed well and they just have you in the palm of their hands confidently it's it's great it's great watch and then i have a bone to pick with one of my co-hosts who and i was under the impression loved this movie and there is a sequel that is now in theaters. So I thought, why not watch it? Let's <laughs> see what all the fuss is about. <laughs> Can't be that bad because she 
only likes a certain type of horror movie, and this won't be that, right? So I watched Terrifier. Oh, why'd you do that, man? Rashawn. Why'd you do that, man? Carmella, back me up. Carmella, back me up. I thought that you liked this movie. Where? When? Go back to the episode where I talked about it. Carmella. You, you, Lacey, I'm kind of with, I'm with Rashawn. What? In that you've made it sound like you like it, but I'm against Rashawn in that, like, use your brain, Rashawn. (laughs) No. Uh. I say on that episode, I'm trying not to be mean because it's like we just talked about for the last 30 minutes about how art takes so much work. I was trying to be nice. I did not like it. it. You recommended it. I did not. Carmilla. What? You thought (laughs) when I talked to you yesterday, you were like, yeah, I thought you loved it. She, you did make it seem like Rashawn. You should watch it. Well, you fucking liked <laughs> *Malignant*, so I don't know. I wouldn't compare. *Malignant* Josh, you haven't does not seen have... either one. You can't. I've seen twenty minutes of *Terrifier* from the other room, and that's enough. <laughs> Did you see the janitor cleaning up the boo boo in the first ten minutes? <laughs> that's the only fucking part he told me about, and he was so mad. He's like, "There's a fucking janitor, and he's cleaning up shit off the walls." And I'm thinking, "Ain't that your thing?" Lacey likes this movie? Fart. Fart jokes. There is neither fart, there is neither a fart nor a joke in that scene. You love poop jokes. If if they're funny. (laughs) That that was just literally a a guy cleaning up boo-boo. And I could not (laughs) wrap my head around Lacey like finishing this movie. Happily. She's like doing the flowers, like, wow, what a great, what a great flick. I love art. (laughs) (laughs) What? No. And I, now there's a because of people like Lacey who supported this movie. Oh my god, which, I did not shut which up. Which I love. Support art. I hate now you. Now there's so a terrifier too. Which in like I genuinely kind of feel like we should go see. No. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> I want to see what the big deal is. Why are people puking? People Off are puking the... from terrifier and too. fainting. Yes, and fainting. and fainting. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go see that. No. Oh, I'm talking about me and Rashawn. No, yeah, go I crazy. Like, I don't think Josh have a Lashawn day. Yeah, Mel and yeah, I will go, go see. We have uh, so I'm mad at things. you, but I'll go. <laughs> what are you trying to see? I don't know. What are you trying to see? What's uh, what's playing right now? Um, Cinderella. Y'all story don't three. never line up on nothing. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Mel, catch Mel. Catch, yeah, uh, y'all go to Terrifier two. Catch Mel and I in Ticket to Paradise. What? No, no you won't. She doesn't want to see. You don't want to see that? Why? I said it looked corny. I, of but course I said I'm it gonna, does. I, I said I'm going to see it. It just looks corny. Fine. It doesn't. Julie Roberts doesn't oh, know how to be in corny stuff. No. Go corny. to Terrifier 2. It looks so cute. Catch Mel and there. I getting our fucking groove on in Lyle Lyle Crocodile. Hey, <laughs> fuck yeah. And you know the AMC is going to have a Lyle Lyle Crocodile drink. Yeah, oh, fuck it yeah. up. Yeah. Green. It's like yeah. $1. Yeah, but the parents the need adults. something. The parents need to get through life. They need something. <laughs> uh, one I quick forgot to mention is See How They Run. It's just a cute Agatha Christie whodunit starring Saoirse Ronan and Sam Rockwell. Like, It's delightful. It's short. It's really easy to watch and funny and, and 
a good whodunit. Like it's it keeps you guessing the whole time. So if that's your kind of movie, I'm sure it's going to be leaving theater soon. But I bet it will do really well on on demand. It's a really easy pop in and play one night. I highly it's recommend it. Just nice. Yeah. Like it's very, it's very kitschy, but it's it's. <laughs> Just, like, good popcorn movie. Like, I feel like yeah. this has been a really good year for the popcorn movies. Yeah, just, like, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's jump into the four movies that we want to talk about the most. These are very recent releases. So, heavy spoiler warning. We will be spoiling Barbarian, The Woman King, Hocus Pocus 2, and Halloween Ends. Here's your spoiler warning. Before this tale, bloody revenge reaches its climax. I have a few unanswered questions. It's our little secret. My girlfriend already seen the movie. She said they don't need to stay together in the end. Y'all got me to watch some crazy movies. (laughs) Y'all really have. And it doesn't stop with this one. I watched Barbarian. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside and we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. You take the bedroom and I'll sleep out here on the couch. God. I had seen this trailer and like completely forgot about it. Truly, if you haven't seen this movie and you have any intention on doing it, fucking pause the episode or skip ahead, like, I don't know, five minutes. I, seriously, go into this movie blind. Yes. 100%. You th- there is no better decision I think I've made as far yeah. as movie watching goes than literally looking nothing up for this and it's movie. Mm-hmm. On HBO now, right? Or, yes. Yeah. It will be. Yeah. It should be. Yeah. And luckily for me, I mean, even if I had seen the trailer the night before, I'm like, super forgetful so i had no idea like i I didn't even see the trailer yeah and the trailer is perfect because like this is and we've talked about this before like when we this is the reason why people didn't like the witch where like the trailer didn't match the actual movie and it either like shows too much or it just like gives you a unrealistic view of like what the actual movie is but this trailer was so it was a perfect like little toe in the door of the tone of the movie, mm-hmm. but it didn't tell you a fucking thing. It told you one person that you might recognize if you've seen it. If you haven't seen it, you have no idea who this dude is. Other than that, it's just spooky. You're going to go into the movies and just see what this is about. The whole beginning is like completely, to me, it's an Airbnb that's about to go wrong right like that's what it's kind of like telling us and i would have been completely fine if that was the plot of the movie because i was ready just to see bill sarsgaard fuck shit up or just for things to go wrong 
and I was in it. And then I want to say the first that first part of the Airbnb movie that we're thinking we're watching is maybe like what twenty minutes, give or take. You know, yeah, two? it's yeah, like the first one. act of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then it completely Bro. spins the whole movie on its head. Titties with some dangling, uh, <laughs> zombie titties. I don't even know what that barbarian is. Barbarian titties. No barbarian titties. <laughs> what am I saying, dude? Never been more spooked to see some titties in my fucking life. Right. And I, I knew it was about an Airbnb, and that's it. I just knew the cast, and I was like, okay, she's gonna get there, and Skarsgård is gonna own this Airbnb, and he's gonna keep her captive, and it's gonna be like a creepy thing. Yeah. Period. No. And like, that's kind of the beauty. That's kind of the beauty of it is that like things like that can leak or kind of you can see them and it's it's like, okay, yeah, I see it. I get it. And like, I don't know what's going to happen, but going in, I think I know I'm being a smart ass. So I think I know. And then just (laughs) the biggest, wettest middle finger to like, (laughs) bitch, you thought. And then this lady comes running out of the fucking shadows and the scream that I scrumped. Was oh my god, oh my god, crazy as Bill Skarsgård is violently removed from the oh my god, it is the best, (laughs) it is, it is the best because that first act is so tight and it's so tense, yeah, and you're like. And because of the preconceived notions you have of Bill Sarsgaard, you're like, mm-hmm. he's he's evil. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care how nice he seems. I don't care that he waited to open the wine bottle. He did it. And, like, he's he's playing the long game, the long con. Mm-hmm. And then he's gone. And then we're cut to sunny California. In a car with Justin Long. Mm-hmm. Barbarian has that really rare thing where multiple times in the movie you... It, it it elicits the emotion that you you have to scream and laugh at the same time. That I live in that emotion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. and it, like like two. It's it, it elicits that out of regular people, which is very hard to do. <laughs> and it's such like an exhilarating viewing experience. It is exactly that. Where this is the type of movie that I love. Okay, I think I know what's going on. I've seen enough movies to kind of you know go on this like journey and then it just like it's like a fucking gut punch and you're like i'm fucking in it for the ride i don't know what's happening maybe i won't figure out what's going on and that's okay but i'm here for it because it's so different than like anything i've seen or anything i may ever see again and that's okay because it it really is just seems like one day this writer was just like I had this dream. It's fucking weird. And I'm going to make a movie about it. And mm. we're all here just like, no, 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 no. Fuck yeah, give it to me. <laughs> he has a great interview on The Big Picture. Um, it's a great pod- great movie podcast. And he, um, I wasn't aware of The Whitest Kids You Know, which is like a troupe that he's, or a show that he's a part of. Um, and now he's a horror director, which is following in the Jordan Peele vein of a comedian transitioning to a different genre. Um, but he's a great he has a great interview on that show about why he wanted to do this, how long it took him to do this, how hard it was, and um, how rewarding the the viewing experience is. So 
Mm-hmm. But so much of good comedy relies on misdirection and surprising the viewer. And especially in a comedy, people go into it expecting jokes. So you really have to work hard to surprise them with a joke. So that muscle, that muscle being flexed in a horror movie makes some dope shit. Yeah, that's a good point. I also just think it's shot really uniquely. Like he yeah. has a very distinct view with the camera at all times. There's, I want to say, right before we get into Act Three, we have there's a flashback that kind of explains what's going mm. on, um, and everything is in Technicolor, and it's it feels very um, Edward Scissorhands, but their little town, not without Edward. <laughs> um, yes, but I was like sitting there, just kind of in awe of that whole scene because it's in a it's shot in like an over-the-shoulder pov of who we are now finding out is our antagonist um i don't know it's just it's so confident yeah i i think that's like really what i walked out of it i was like they really knew what they wanted to do with this movie and they fucking did it this movie did tonal shifts as well as you probably could. Like it's it's really tense and then and then it gets really scary when they hit the basement, and then it cuts to Justin Long and it's kind of funny for a while. Then it gets really dark again with you know, and and really real with the sort of accusations that Justin Long finds himself under and then and then it gets really it's like dark comedy and then it gets really morbid and like actually heavy when you hit those flashbacks and you realize what the guy is doing. It should give you tonal whiplash, but it doesn't. It like yeah. it it deftly threads every needle and it's, <laughs> it's so good. It's ridiculous. Uh long story short, read nothing, watch nothing, go see Barbarian. Um uh, next up we got the woman king. Yeah. My king, the Europeans wish to conquer us. They will not stop until the whole of Africa is theirs. We must fight back for our people. My name is God. You are asking me to take them to war. War. Some things are worth fighting for. A woman king. Directed by... The Incredible Gina Prince Bythewood, starring Viola Davis, Thusu Mbedu, Lashana Lynch, Sheila Atim, and John Boyega. This movie fucking rips, dude. The action sequences in this, I mean, The Old Guard was, was it my favorite movie of the year? It for sure was my favorite action movie of the year when mm-hmm. we talked about it. On par, if not, no, I'd say better action sequences in this because the sheer scope of them and the size of them, the set pieces are all massive. It's a, it's a, it's an epic of a movie and in a movie so heavily laced with action as this one is, you would be forgiven if the performances were good, not great. You know, it's all about the action, but the performances in this movie are bananas. Good. Like down the line, all uh, five of the people I listed are insanely good in this movie. I can't really pick a favorite. Uh, Viola, obviously, 
me personally, Sheila Atim, I think, kind of stole every scene she was in, but that's just me. But I know some people who thought Lashana Lynch did that, and that's also the correct answer. I don't remember the last time I fist pumped in a movie so many times. Well, did you not see it or did you fall asleep? Um, this was a sleeper. This was a sleeper. That's right. <laughs> I remember now. I remember when you fell asleep and when you woke up. I gave a disclaimer. You did. Yeah, it was a long work day, right? It's a long work day. There, there is that kind of like sandy tone. <laughs> it's it's a very sand. To- it's, it's a very dusty. like yes. dusty. Yeah, a lot of yellows and oranges and yeah. browns. Yeah, I saw like a good chunk, like way more than the Northmen. And way more than Macbeth. Let's not bring that up. Well, that, okay, yeah. <laughs> that one. But S S C Z Z Z Z Z baby was off. But so like I I saw like I'm not gonna say it's on enough, but I saw <laughs> a good chunk. Okay. The, those was, new AMC seats. Baby, there's a heat warmer. It goes all the way back. Like it's just not. Don't turn the seat warmer on that. I but can't. It's so cozy. I know. Seat warmers. And so when thing- I when I sweat, the first thing when I get hot, the first part of me that sweats is the bo- is my lower back. Really? Huh. Yeah. If is it because he- of the arch? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm walking in a constant state of like Dexter's mom. Uh. So like. The, the idea of, of the hottest part of my body being right around where I sweat the most sounds awful. Why? See, the thing is with me, like any type of heater, I will like crank it way too hot and I'm out. Like I will put like my heat blanket at 10. I'll put like my car heater like to the fucking red. <laughs> and then I'll the be like, oh. <gasps> yeah, what just what's just... wrong with you? I don't know. It's just, I I'm want like, that. Hey, you said hey, nice. Mom, I'm I'm burning up. <laughs> yeah, Rashawn, you're like me. You like things a little colder, right? I love sleeping in the cold. Yeah, baby. So does your body. It's actually better for you to sleep a, li- a little, a, a little cold. I like the room to be cold, but I like to snuggle and be warm. Yeah, under. I'll I'll have both our fans cranky, and I'll sleep above the covers. Crazy hey, bitch. Oh no. Hey, oh no. What were we talking about? So the Woman King. <laughs> the Woman King. Your movie is incredible. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys talk about it. You guys, the two of you saw it. I love, I think this is a feeling that I had during Black Panther, and my sister kind of echoed it, is that she, there's a scene in Black Panther where Okoye uh, leaps on top of the car, and you just see her red dress billowing in the wind, and you're like, wow, this beautiful black actress is an action star. And I, there's a moment in the beginning where Viola just rises from the grass and the entire tribe is behind her. And I'm like, Viola Davis has deserved to be a movie star for so long. And the Woman King is it. Like, this is her brave heart. This is her gladiator. Mm-hmm. And it just feels so right. And the movie is just a down-the-line, crowd-pleasing blockbuster. I loved it. I, I loved it. We don't need a love interest all the time, but I love the movie. <laughs> I mean, it was, but it to me that wasn't as important as the the mother daughter love story. Yeah. Right. Spoiler, yeah. spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. But that t- final scene is just some of the best acting. Do so fucking 
held her own. I cannot imagine how intimidating it must be to sit next to Viola and do that. Um, mm, yeah. But Viola's line, she says towards the end of that scene is, you are not responsible for what happened to me. And that line has resonated so deeply with me because as much as the movie is about the this the slave trade happening it's really a story about women and trauma and I, it's just beautiful it's beautiful it's a mother daughter story mm-hmm. and another thing i loved about it is that it's clear how much of their own stunts and action that they did like viola talks yes. about it on on in a lot of interviews she talks about how they all trained and did it themselves how they all trained and did it themselves but when you do so it's the tom cruise effect <laughs> it's because when you do it when you train and you're able to do it yourself the camera's able to hold on your face it's not a stunt double they don't have to worry about getting the stunt double out of frame so like the the moment that stuck with me was the moment the the scene after lashana lynch dies and and the rest of the tribe is basically raiding that french quarter and sheila atim's like face during the fight scenes of like of just desperation and anger and heartbreak while she's fighting like you can only do that in a movie if the actors and actresses are are training and they're learning all of their choreography and they're doing all the stunts and fights themselves and jesus christ does it pay off fantastic action flick uh See it on the biggest screen you can. Don't watch it on your phone. Watch it on your TV. Uh, Unless you can't watch it on your TV. Sorry if that's elitist. (laughs) God damn it. Let's move into a little more spooky dookie. A trio of sisters. Lock up your children. Yes, Salem, we're back. Gilbert? Where did you get that candle? We have to get out of here. The witches will be here any second. Ah! The, the book is alive. He woke up. <gasps> oh. If we intend to live past sunrise, we have to steal their souls. Whoa, 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 wait. Can we talk about this? No. Has everyone here seen Hocus Pocus 2? Kind of, yes. She fell asleep. Same sitch. Same situation. This one was worse. Just talk about it. This one, she didn't say nothing. I saw the beginning and the end. You were not in a theater seat. You have no excuse this time. She was at home. I was at home. That's worse. That's worse. Hocus Pocus 2 dropped at the beginning of the month. It has been dragged through the mud. People do not like it. They do not like anything about it. I kind of liked it. <laughs> I kind of liked it. I I don't I didn't have any expectations that it would be anything like the first one. Hocus Pocus is on like one of the highest Halloween pedestals I think that we have as far as like nostalgic Halloween movies oh, for yeah. our generation. I had no expectations for it touching it at all. I kind of went into it with the idea that it wasn't made for me. It was made for kids right now. 
I very lovingly had a friend say to me when I said that it wasn't for us, it was for kids. She said, yeah, but it could have been for us. And I had moments where I was like, yeah, I'm just kind of bummed. Like, it's cute. Like, I'm just excited that, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker, Bette Midler, Kathy Najimy, and Doug Jones just came back. Like, I'm just, I can we just be grateful that they came back and did that? Because that's really cool. I don't know. It felt like they were all friends and they were like, let's just give them a show. Yeah. Let's give them a show. Um, it was cheesy as hell. It was not scary at all. Not at all. Um, Were you expecting it to be scary? I think Hocus Pocus is pretty scary. Is it scary or was it scary and now you remember it being scary? No, I, I don't think it's scary now, but I think the idea that these three women eat the souls of children to stay young and beautiful is a very scary thing for children to hmm. consume. Maybe you can agree with this, Lacey. Part of the reason why we love Hocus Pocus, the original the original Hocus Pocus so much is like all of the practical effects. Mm-hmm. Like Billy is actually scary. Mm-hmm. Like they don't pull back with like his makeup or his physicality at all. So I can remember being a kid and being like, I know this is a Disney movie, so I'm not, like, going to have nightmares. But, like, that character is scary to me. That's a zombie. That's a, that's a zombie. That's a zombie. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, I mean, I didn't see the whole movie, so I can't totally talk about. But, like, this one didn't have that magic to it mm-hmm. that, like, the first one did. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. I was pretty much on board for all of it as far as like, like this would have been a Disney Channel movie. Absolutely. You know what I mean? This would have been a Disney Channel movie. I was having a good time until the very end. And spoiler, 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 spoiler. It ends with Sarah and Mary being sacrificed so that Winifred can have all of the highest power of witches like she has the highest power and then she finds out that they're gone and the new witches cast a spell so that the spell is reversed but they send her back to her sisters they don't bring her sister to her and she I don't remember the exact line that Winifred says but it's along the lines of like oh I just I can't live without my sisters. Uh, You know, I'm so, uh, here I come, sisters, or whatever. And it's like, one of her last lines in Hocus Pocus is literally, what a fool to give thy life for thy sisters. Yeah. It doesn't hold up. (laughs) It doesn't hold up. I I mean, that's the only part I liked. But The end? uh, I just thought it was different. You know what I mean, and I sure was. was, (laughs) You know what you know what they call that? Gross. You know what I mean? She loves she loves her sisters. I'm not gonna drag this movie. Drag it because you're you're up. Despite what's about to happen, I'm not gonna drag this movie. But it just yeah. I mean, you guys already said it. I don't need to repeat it. Just like the magic wasn't wasn't there. It was not. Which I'm hoping with like disenchanted. Uh, seems like it will capture the magic but i mean that's just the vibe now like everything old is new again and we're just bringing everyone back 
I would be a hypocrite if I, you know, sat up here and talked about how much I love Scream and then dragged this movie. So I get it. If you love Hocus Pocus, I get it. And this might be really cynical of me. And obviously I can speak on it now because it's happened, but not, and it's not just Disney. There are some just like big studio movies that have a big studio movie sheen over them. And that's not necessarily a good thing. And this just kind of felt that way. Like, I think the appeal of a lot of DCOMs was that it kind of felt like indie movies for kids. Like, they're kind of like unknown actors, unknown directors, just fucking the lowest budget possible. So, like, there's a sort of, like, avant-garde appeal to DCOMs that I think a lot of kids really attached themselves to, especially back in the era of camcorders when kids were making their own movies in their backyard. And then you see a DCOM about a bunch of rollerbladers, and it's like, fuck, I could do that. So I think that's a big thing is that like that's not that doesn't exist anymore in terms of these kind of movies that almost it doesn't feel like an indie per se, obviously, because it's on Disney. But like the decom like energy wasn't there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's like that's the heart. That's the magic that they're talking about. There's I, I really our friend who said that you know, it could have been for us. It, that really hits because it could have been. It There's no reason it didn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah. I ended, I ended the movie, my critique, like, I'm so, it was so low stakes for me. I don't really give a shit about Hocus Pocus. So I didn't really give a shit about Hocus Pocus too. So I went in like with a nice polite smile and I ended, I was like, okay. Are you happy? <laughs> okay. It won't be a, I put it on every Halloween. That's for sure. It had the potential to be that, um, and it wasn't. But I also just, like, I'm grateful that the witches did it. I'm grateful that they came back and made something. I think that that's cool. Made you want to watch the first one? Very badly, yes. (laughs) And you guys, I'm in October, so I can rewatch things, and I've only rewatched one thing. I rewatched Hocus Pocus with my niece, and it it was sweet. She didn't give a shit. Um, she's too little. She's too little. Too little. All right, Rashawn. I guess I can uh, pull out, dust off this old question. What are we fighting about? Oh, <laughs> shit. Rashawn. Yeah. The crew took our A-list reservations and we all piled into the theater. And so Halloween ends. Shout out to Bria and Monte. Hey. Bria, Monte, John, y'all the real ones. Well, maybe just John. Bria, I don't know. (laughs) I was certain that I saw him watching me. You pretend like you moved on, but you're actually just obsessed with death. What are you going to do when Michael comes back for you? Because he is coming. But this time... Something feels different. He's more dangerous. Ah! Halloween Kills is the conclusion to David Gordon Green's reboot trilogy. Reboot trilogy? Sure. Uh, where uh, this fresh new timeline picks up after the original Halloween 40 years later where Laurie Strode is dealing with say it with me 
trauma. Um, and this concludes her battle with the shape, Michael Myers. Uh, I avoided a lot about this movie. I muted it on social media and I went in just needing my fix for, for Haddonfield, Mike Myers, Laurie Strode. And I, contrary to the mass opinion <laughs> online, I loved it. Loved I, it. I loved it. Carmella, you are all I have. Don't do this. <laughs> Close your mouth. Close your mouth. We walked out of the theater, and those were the first words out of Rashawn's mouth. And literally, we have seen hundreds of movies with this man. He has never walked out of the theater with a definitive response about anything. Never. Ever. Not once. Never. Okay, hundreds of movies. Hundreds. Um, like 50 max. Chill. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> the Simba tattoo on, on Letterbox. Follow me. Track my diary. I'm consistent. I love a big swing. This is the swingest of biggest swings. They went for it. It is they went not for what something. you were expecting. It is not what you were expecting. It is not the showdown full conclusion of Laurie Strode and Michael Myers because we've had that in 1999 with Halloween H2O. We had it. You got it. This is something different. For about an hour and a half of the movie, you don't even have Michael Myers. It just... (laughs) (laughs) Or do you? (laughs) I get it. I get it. But this is just like, it's, it's one of those that will stick out from the... We've had 13 Halloween movies, and this will stick out because it's different, because it's not just hack and slash and then confrontation at the end. It's giving you something different. I dug it. I really, really liked it. I was very, very alone. Talk (laughs) your shit. I, if you've listened to this podcast before, I have no attachment to the Halloween franchise, other than Rashawn liking it and me having to go watch it every single time. Having? Going to go see it with my best friend ever. Um, But I don't have any, like, attachment, like, Michael Myers. Michael Myers is my favorite. Nothing. Like, it's just simply I'm watching it. So I've seen the trilogy. And watching this... (laughs) movie i was just like this shit's crazy (laughs) they really just be doing anything yeah they really and and truly they really are just doing anything and i feel like that's fine at this point what the fuck else do you need to see from mikey what the fuck else do you need to see from Lori? to the point where they can do anything at this point I'm being nice. I'm just saying. I'm talking to Lacey Blake better. Oh, what? I'm just saying, like, let it ride at this point. Let let the shit ride. Michael has to be seventy years old. He can't fight no more. You guys, he he ain't got it. And and in this one, it shows that he ain't got it, and he has to have someone else fucking do until, it until uh, until he kill until he kills somebody <laughs> until he powers up. <laughs> <laughs> power up michael will go down it's like one of my favorite go down in franchise. history and i love it 
you know, I feel like I've learned through the the two years on this pod. In certain movies, there's going to be a point where if you're in, you got to be all the way in. If you're out, sorry, you're out. And I think Mike powering up is that moment where you're just like, all right, let's, we're here. We're in this fucking dirty ass little I was under out the bridge <laughs> and we're fucking here. And I guess I was in, I, again, I think I also don't, it goes back to me not having any ties to it where I'm just like, I'm simply just watching this movie for the fun of it. And that's about it. Um, We need to get the janitor from Terrifier up in here to clean up this boo-boo. Don't do this, Josh. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, dude. Oh. What was let me going- let me stretch because it's been a minute since we really had to go to war. What was going <laughs> on? No, but that it- ass. What was going on? <laughs> Carmella. Uh. She's at the 50-yard line just taking shots at either side. <laughs> no, like, no even loyalty. though I had a good time, I think I looked around and said, what the fuck is happening? Like, at least 10 times. <laughs> uh, so, the opening is one of the better horror movie openings I think I've ever seen. Yes. The That's opening great. was phenomenal. Some Some cool kills near the end. So, do you remember what I said about tonal shifts in Barbarian? Uh-huh. There's a way to do them incorrectly, I think, and get tonal whiplash, as I referred to it. Baby. No, 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 no. The tone is the same. I will give you that there are different storylines battling for attention, but the tone does not change. What is the tone? <laughs> Halloween. Nigga, what the fuck? <laughs> Like, like this. Oh, the love thing! Holy shit, that was bad. <laughs> Listen, I wanted to go into this movie and like it. I wanted to like it so much you for you. I did. Don't fucking don't turn me down. <laughs> I wanted to like it. I was. I have wanted a fun, spooky time movie to watch, and that first. 15 minute opening i was like oh okay where are we going from here this is exciting and then it just like i i kind of sat and watched it all happen in front of me and then there was a certain sequence of events that happened about middle of the way through the movie between the two love interest characters this is after he's Taken on Michael's spirit. Hmm? Got, uh, Michael come on his shoes. Maybe. I don't know how it worked. He did not come on his shoes. What's his name? <laughs> Corey. 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 <laughs> so if you're watching Halloween End, you might be surprised that the protagonist of the movie is not Lori or Allison or Michael, but a character by the name of Corey who, in the fantastic opening sequence that we all agree on, yes, accidentally kills a kid that he's babysitting. And he spends the rest of the movie being ostracized from Haddonfield. 
And so this is pretty much the backbone of this movie. And he, after a run-in with bully band marching geeks. band members, <laughs> Dude. has a run-in with Michael Myers. Tone! And What's going they, on? <laughs> they trade notes, and he kind of takes on the persona of, of evil. Is that where it lost you? Well, it like, lost me when he is being all moody and you don't understand me. And she's like, yes, I do. You're mysterious and I like it. And then they're quiet for a moment. And he just goes, I killed someone. And then. And she's like, and she then. just stands there and she's like, oh, oh. and then there's this weird upward shot of them grabbing hands it's like a weird mid shot and they clearly need to like lift their hands into frame and then it just cuts dramatically to a house and it's the kid that he whip lashed it accident it just it was jumpy and it was the editing was pretty crazy editing was fine the writing was pretty uh, the writing was the worst not the oh, right. No, it was not the so, worst. Not after you just gave a pass to Hocus Pocus two. Uh, I said I grinned like a ventriloquist dummy during Hocus gave Pocus two. Gave a pass. I said it was cute. Um, exactly. When the writing was in itself not cute. <laughs> it wasn't for me. Uh, Halloween wasn't either. So, I saw a thing that like <laughs> the idea of this movie and the whole the trilogy as a whole is that actually. The evil came from Haddonfield. Like, Haddonfield is really the true evil of this trilogy. And I genuinely like that idea. I think that's really interesting to play with. And I think that could be a really interesting thing to play with here. Um, but that got kind of muddy the moment that that Michael gives Corey his essence. It doesn't become Haddonfield anymore. It becomes Michael's essence and how his eyes changed. And that message was very clear during Halloween Kills that, like, Haddonfield is the monster, not Michael. Evil dies tonight, you know what I mean? <laughs> but it, it. I didn't get it, one of those in this movie, not one. Yeah, they just abandoned that, huh? Because he yeah. killed all those people. That's true. He fucking. He and then four years that. later, he could barely stand up on his own. Anyway, <laughs> um, they beat the shit out of him, Josh. They, they lit his ass up. They beat him with the baseball bat. And then he l- sliced and diced them like a pepperoni pizza, dude. Adrenaline. Adrenaline. What did they do to Allison's character in this movie, dude? I liked her a lot. I liked her a lot. I mean, this is someone who has been sheltered her whole life because of her grandmother. And loses her mother four years ago. Everyone she's loved except for Lori is dead. And so I think she's like a shell of her former self. And like she finds a kindred spirit in Corey. Someone who else is like wounded and damaged. I'm not saying it's perfect. I'm not saying it's clean. I'm just saying it's all there and I dig it. That's all. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> such an ass <laughs> such an ass this tells me you know what this tells me that none of you have seen any of Halloween 3, 4, 5, and 6 of course yeah. this, um, if yeah. you think this is horrible again I don't think it's horrible but I feel like I would have loved to see the story 
that the first 15 minutes are yeah. in a different movie. Michael not related. Where I'm like, oh, this is like a fucking cool concept. Give me the like, downward spiral of Corey and, and the, how the town turns Corey into a monster by uh, ostracizing him. Not, but they do. But I don't need Michael's influence. That ruins yeah. it. That cheapens it. Because it's like, okay. I, so I the, think it's less I think it's less Michael's influence and more that the, the last thing we see in Kills is the mob finding Michael and transferring all of that hate and energy into him. Even though he wins. He's beat down, he kills them, and then he goes into hiding. And I think what he transfers to him is not his energy, but his feelings about the town of Haddonfield. And even after that, Corey is still trying to fight it, but everyone's just so mean to him and so and like beating him down for an accident. And I think by the end of the movie, by the third act, he's just like, okay, fuck it. I'm giving in to this inclination that I have. And then that scene happens. When Corey beats it, like, the shit I, I out of Michael. Like, well, he's fighting it. You know, he's fight. I think it's, there's a lot of metaphor and it's very heavy handed, but I think it's just like fighting this deep down rage that you have inside of you. And, and when it wins out, when people have just beat you down past your point of breaking, you don't have anything else to do but snap. And I think so, Michael in this movie represents not a slasher from 78, but the idea of evil that is born out of bullying and and negativity. So is the implication that Corey can't fight for not even two and a half band geeks, (laughs) but can fight Michael Myers because, because he hadn't given in. Is that like, this is a genuine question. This is a genuine question. I don't do physics with you. You know, I don't do. No, I'm, this is a genuine question because if he could Uh beat the shit out of Michael Myers and Uh steal his shit, steal his mask Mm -hmm. is the implication that then thematically that Mm -hmm. the band geeks, kicked his ass because he hasn't given in to that rage yet. And then him yes. beating up Myers is him giving in. Yes. <laughs> Not crazy about it. Um, I don't like your tone. I don't like your tone. Your tune. I was just trying to your figure tune. it out. So uh, honestly, honestly, I really think that is a neat idea and a, some, a cool direction for a, a, a reboot of an old horror franchise. The dialogue kills me. It's not that bad. And and I do want to reiterate or correct that when I say you haven't seen three through six, I'm not saying that those are bad movies. I'm just saying that. <laughs> just I, to clarify. I get that. <laughs> just Halloween to clarify. Fans. I don't think three through six are bad. I think that they are not 78, which mm-hmm. is just a movie about a small banal town that's infiltrated by this evil. And that's just how, that's why that movie is a masterpiece because it's just so simple in its execution and so well directed and executed. And then the sequels kind of have to do something different. Sell some tickets. And I think, yeah. So, I mean, they just have to like, how do you do Michael in Haddonfield again? Yeah. I, I appreciate the earnestness with which David Gordon Green went for it and, and tried to do something different. And y'all are stupid. The line that oh. lost me was in the, in the in the hospital at the beginning, when after the doctor came in and was mean to Allison, and he's like, 
if you put up with that, it's going to make you sad, even if you don't know that it is. Or something like, he's like, if you keep putting up with that, it'll make you sad, even if you don't know that it's doing it. Just like the most out of nowhere nonsensical, what are you talking about? I'm tired. Whatever. I'm tired. I genuinely am very glad that you liked it because I know you're very excited. Mm-hmm. Genuinely. Don't look at me like that genuinely. I don't believe you. I love you very much. But she, I, she, I can confirm. She actually said that in the car after when you weren't around. She was like. Because she, she knows I have a bug in the car. You do? <laughs> a bug in my booty. Oh, shit. Uh, stinky bug booty. Ah, a stinky bug booty. Uh, I now understand the frustration that you feel mm-hmm. when we walk out of a Marvel movie. And I'm just happy because it's a comic character that I liked. And I got to see them on screen. I was like, yay. And you did not like it at all. Or a TV show. And I that now has never under- happened. Rashawn, you... I did not like it. Where I did not like it, you I did not king, like it at all. You are the king of... I'm so happy for my friend. How many times have you said that to Josh walking out of a Marvel movie? Give me, give me a Marvel movie that I'm like, I didn't like that at all. You haven't disliked it. What what were the words that you used when we walked out of the Dolby theater? I said abysmal. (laughs) Tell me when I've said that for to your credit. Yeah, you never disliked a Marvel movie as much as I've disliked this. And honestly, honestly, reading about it and thinking about it and hearing about what the 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 subplot or like the 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 meaning behind the movie about Haddonfield makes me appreciate it more makes me go from like a one to a two maybe even a two mm. and a half mm. a one is so mean, i Josh. hated it first viewing upon talking about it i'm growing on it not a lot um hated the it? one lisa you hated it <laughs> not like it at all. <laughs> <laughs> the boss. The fucking the boss. <laughs> that was cr- Jamie Lee brought her A game in this though, dude. She everybody did. She, in, in she said I'm going out on I top. You're... A meat grinder? Ew. That was that, was that wasn't a meat grinder. That was like a, a trash it's, trash compact. It was like isn't it that for rocks? It's for rocks and metal and like yeah. pretty much anything that like It just really felt like, oh I saw this on TikTok. That's how Michael's got to go. It was final. I know that he's a serial killer. And I know that he deserves to die. But even that was like, Jesus Christ. Like, but again, I got a rampage. But I guess. He deserved it. He deserved it. He didn't go on a rampage. Corey did. But again, I guess. No, four years before he went on the rampage. The townspeople deserve it. You lose it. Shut the fuck up. Um, but I guess that's the point, though. Haddonfield is the real monster, so they're gonna defile this corpse. So I can't believe she kept the table. Oh yeah, I mean it's kind of like a like a trophy. Yeah, Yeah. but it's just in her kitchen. Like she's just cutting onions. This one. Yeah, she's like, fuck it. Happy Thanksgiving. Bloodstained. Got enough. Got enough. I will say the gore in this was pretty, pretty cool. The kills were good. Yeah, Kills were like it showed his head getting just sliced and diced. Jesus fucking Christ. We left the throwback stabbing on the wall. <clears throat> Cute. Yeah. yeah. Great. Yeah, two and a half. Just give, give two and a half. Return of Michael Myers, Curse of Michael Myers. Give those a gander. It's like there's a really like, connection. 
No, I do not. There's a <laughs> connection. Yeah, with the he little has girl, a right? niece, Daniel Harris. Yeah. No, thank he, you. There's a druid curse that's keeping him alive. Paul Rudd finds out. It, it's just Paul it's Rudd. Out there. I'm in. No, you're not. That's the worst one. But I'm just happy that there is a trilogy, a new trilogy with Michael. And I dug, for the most part, most part I dug all three of them. Give me an approximate year when we see Michael again. Um, 2031, if we're all still alive. Oh, you think they're going to wait that long? Yeah. I mean, Rob Zombie was 2009. Mm. It doesn't seem that long ago, but yeah, I guess. The new one was 2018. We did it. I don't think, I think Jamie's gone. Jamie's gone. Yeah. I'm happy that she got, after Resurrections, I'm happy she got a proper ending Mm -hmm. with Michael. So, uh, you guys want to play a quick game? Yes. Not if you're hosting. I'm Uh, scared. Me too. I want to play the game. Alright everyone, gird your loins. Riddle me this. It don't matter if you win by an inch or a mile. I despise guessing games. Come on, I'm bored. I'm bored. Play with me. Just a quick little warm-up to get us back into the WCA energy. A little feels. Simple. It's October. Let's play some trivia about horror movies. Hey. No teams, no twists, no powers. Just answer and get a point. Buzz in when you think you know. Horror by the numbers. How many movies have there been in the Hellraiser franchise? It's gotta <laughs> be six. Six. Mella? Eight. Please? Four. The closest without going over was Carmella with eight. Yes. There have there have been eleven. What? Jesus God. I've only seen three. Those are nasty. Nasty. Pretty. They're pretty gross. How many Saw movies have there been? Oh, I'm wrong. Six. It's wrong. Josh. Seven. Noah. Four. <laughs> Closest without going over is Josh. Is it eight? There have been nine. Nine! Movies. I was going to say six. That's why. How many movies have there been in the Friday the 13th franchise? God, that, I mean... Josh. That's going to be like 12. Six. Hitting it right on the nose. Carmilla. There have been 12 movies. What? <laughs> Let's Why go. are you happy, Mel? No, that was me being like, damn it, I thought I had an eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you couldn't translate that. <laughs> and finally, how many movies have there been in the Final Destination franchise? Mela. 13. Thirteen. Uh, how, she how, said how it. She said thirteen. <laughs> Lacey, I'm gonna stick with I my number what? at six. Gosh, don't be mad at me, Lacey. <laughs> seven. Seven. I don't know why I said thirteen. <laughs> uh, everyone went over, but the closest was the closest is Lacey with six. There have been five oh. Final Destination movies. Uh, that's fine. She only went on over. You can give it to her. Oh, thanks. I'll make the decision. <laughs> in the horror movie Psycho, what is used as a substitution for blood in the shower scene? Mella. Oh! It was Mella. What? Chocolate syrup. That is correct. Bosco. Brand of chocolate syrup. 
How many times has Beetlejuice seen The Exorcist? Oh, I fucking just watched this. I know. Josh? I don't like Tree Fitty. <laughs> Great. Mella? I'm going to go three. Lacey? 82. Closest without going over... I don't know if we established prices right rules, but we can use it out. Is Lacey with 82. What Beetlejuice is has seen The Exorcist 167 times. Mm. So Tree Fee wasn't that crazy. It was, in fact, double. <laughs> um, <laughs> the Academy Awards have been running for more than 90 years and given horror movies 3,000 possible Oscar wins. But how many Oscars have they actually won? I honestly think like three. No. Three? Mella? I regret that. <sighs> I know three for sure. Yeah. I'm going to say five. Four. What are the three that you know for sure? Kathy Just... Bates. Yeah. Okay. And then Silence. Silence. Silence won five. Yeah, exactly. That's why I regretted saying three. Oh, fuck. Uh, it, it doesn't, um, The Sixth Sense. Oh, no, she was nominated. Fuck. Uh, the correct answer, which would give the win to Lacey. How mm-hmm. many did you say? Four. She said four. I said five, said, and Josh said... Would give the win to Mella is yeah. 18. Yeah. Oh. Wow. You made it seem what? really bad. Yeah. <laughs> I did? Yeah. Like, the number? Yeah. Well, you were like, what do you think won? Like, if I... No, you just like you said three so quickly, and I was like, "Oh, what what three are those?" Mm. Um, what famous monster's roar is made by running a leather glove along the strings of a double bass? Josh, that's gotta be Godzilla. That's correct, Godzilla. Yeah. Mm. How many people has Jason killed in the original Friday the Thirteenth? Well, the original, just the first one. Just the first one. I've never seen it. Josh? I would say like zero. Because uh, it's his mom. What a spoiler. Well, that gives Josh the win. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Voorhees was Come on, the baby. killer. Jason didn't show up till the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> We're back. We are so grateful for all of you. Uh, We hope everyone came back hungry because we got some good stuff going on. One great thing that I do want to introduce is an app called Buy Me a Coffee. Uh, We do love this show and we put a lot of time and effort into it. And you all are so incredible with your passion and your commitment to the show. Uh, Buy Me a Coffee is a really great non-committal way for you to donate to us if you feel inclined, so inclined. Buy Me a Coffee dot com slash w-c-a-b-u-y-m-e-a-c-o-f-f-e-e dot com slash w-c-a if you find it in your heart to donate to the show we are eternally grateful for you we are thinking about discussing contemplating a patreon where we will offer subscriptions monthly subscriptions where we offer more content we want to be on this mic as much as possible and give you the WCA WCA energy as much as possible. And that takes time, effort, and money. So we're thinking about it. What do you guys think? Let us know. 
in the comments, in the DMs. What would you want to see from a Patreon? Tweet us. Tell us what you would want for exclusive content on a Patreon. And by the end of the year, you might just see that. We have more listener requests coming. We have new release episodes coming. And we have a very exciting new format for an episode called The Movie Draft, where we will be crafting and battling each other. And the decider will be the audience. You know what's really exciting about this? Yes. The three of us still have no idea what that means. What the fuck that means. And they're still whining, and that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's great. I cannot wait for you to hear those episodes. There will be one coming next week. The perfect horror movie draft. Stay tuned for that. That is it for this very special, very anticipated return of When Cinephiles Attack. As always, we would love if you like, subscribe, follow it, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can find this and other episodes anywhere you get your shows. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CinephileAttack. And if you have a suggestion for a new episode or you just want to show us some love, email us at whencinephilesattack at gmail.com. We're back, baby, from Rashawn. Mella. Josh. And Lacey. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you at the movies. Happy Halloween! Happy Halloween!